Xavier Woods per Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, pops, he fires to the far side, it's intercepted, and running into the touchdown! Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down, that's a sack! Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome back to IDP Nation. I'm Hollywood. I'm joined with uh, my co-host Kyle B, as the intro says. What's going on, Kyle? <laughs> What's happening, man? That uh, the accent you just pulled off was—I don't think I've ever what? heard that. You just you just got rid of the Southern draw there. It was kind of Canadian. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It just threw me off. All Northern Woods. <laughs> I'm just being me. All right, man. I'm just now you're here. I don't know why you got to call me out. I'm not. I just you threw me off. That's all. Well, that's not hard to do. Well, how's it going, buddy? It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back. We had such a good time last week. We did. We did. I thought we'd we, bring back our buddy. That's right. Duje and, and wait, 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 wait. I have to. I have to do this. Yeah! <laughs> Crank that shit. <laughs> it has to be played loud. That's the problem. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, our, our buddy Douge is back. See, I take notes. He Greatest he said, idiot better. of all time. He said, I better have an intro, Chair of Rock by Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. That's awesome. There you go. There you go, that, buddy. That's awesome. On, Thank Deuce. you very much. You got to crank that shit, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it next time. We gotta, we gotta up our, we gotta up our audio budget here, man. We gotta get a real. Uh, <laughs> Daryl is just playing that off his old flip phone. Hey, it's not a flip phone. I appreciate the effort. Hey, the efforts there. That's Glad to be back. Love you, boys. Thanks for coming. I'm back, in a different man. state of mind this time. I might get a little militant. Well, I want to say I'm in a different state of mind, but I don't know that. So, <laughs> I think you're a little softer this time. Well, we got plenty of time. We got two and a half hours to yeah. figure that out. He'll <laughs> crank it up one way or the other. I know Daryl. Oh yeah. yeah, let's do this. All right, man. No, it's it's good to be back though. After uh, absolutely a couple weeks here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, Always a good time to uh, – always fun when you can get together with some guys and, and talk a little football, talk a little fantasy. Um, yep. A little Smashing Pumpkins intro, I mean. A little Smashing Pumpkins intro, yeah. A little Chair yeah. of Rock, yeah. We're going, we're, yeah. Going all, we're going all out on Wednesday night, boys. 
We are. We are. <laughs> we are. Wildin' Wednesdays. Yes. Um. But yeah, we got a we got a big show tonight. We got all kinds of goodies going on. Yeah. I showed some serious restraint on my decibel level on that woo. <laughs> Ric Flair would be disappointing you. I know, but I was a little scared about, you know, optics. It's early in the show. Don't I need do to lose any listeners right off the hop. Apparently, you've not met me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you going to comment on my attire? Dolphins hat, the 49ers jersey, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I was. I've been looking. That was the original decision. That was the original decision when I was a young buck. That Super Bowl is where it all went down. I had to make my decision before that game. That's where it all started. That's where it happened. I've been watching for a couple years with my dad and his friends, Dan the man, Mark's brothers, but it was Dan. I had to go with Dan. You know, I was a big Jerry Rice guy, obviously, being a prima donna, young prima donna, wide receiver, wannabe. But uh, went with the Dolphins, and they haven't won since. Never never been back since. (laughs) That's funny. They can thank me for that. Cursed their whole organization. That's probably why Mike Greer is still employed, because I'm a Dolphins fan. Right? So, um, yeah, I mean, we have talked uh, linebackers. We've talked what? Edges. Yep. Um, So this week we're going to do a little safety talk, maybe a little defensive tackle sprinkled in. Uh, But before we get to that, Kyle, you got some news and notes? Yep. Yeah, let's roll, man. Let Skippy. Um, This is just some things I found today. There might have been some other stuff that popped up. That might be relevant. I don't know, but I did my best when I had some time. But here we go. Um, the Chiefs released linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Uh, Hitchens' release creates $8.4 million in cap space for Kansas City. He wow. signed a four-year, $45 million contract with the Chiefs in 2018. Mm. Holy shit. I didn't. I honestly forgot his contract was that big. I had no idea. I knew. I I remember at the time. I knew it was high, but I forgot about it. Yep. I I remember when they signed him thinking, why? Why why are you doing this? But um, I didn't realize, you know, it was that big of a contract. Holy smokes. Um, And this is a no-brainer move. You're you're saving that much cap cap money or getting that much cap space, and you got Nick Bolton and Willie Gay sitting back there? But what's still on the books? Uh, I mean, eight point four on its own makes it worth it, but right. I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering what's still there. Know that it was huge. I don't know right off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is. I just saw that this was the blurb I had seen. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest initial IDP takeaways are like you guys said, uh, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, right? Um. One would think their roles increase, but as Spags has shown us in Kansas City, he likes to just mess with IDP um, players and play just guys that aren't any good and then limit uh, snaps of the guys we want to see out there. So, well, actually, Macri, uh, shout out to uh, 
uh, our buddy John Macri tweeted this out, and then you know uh, I I commented uh, the first first thing I thought of. I says I feel like the follow up news is destined to be. And then the Chiefs resigned Ben Neiman to an, a one year deal. Oh my God. Probably. Yeah. I say, because they just keep doing every year. You know, last year that was the deal. I thought Willie Gay, you know, it's the. You year. know, what's funny is, is people saw Hitchens cut. And, and some fancy owners that have Dorian O'Daniel still stashed. They're like, oh, man. yes, it's our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was out of Mizzou, wasn't he? O'Daniel? Missouri? Uh, anyway, the Hitchens uh, dead cap is 4223750 But, you know, 8.4 off the cap. It's got to be pretty good. It. Yeah. Yeah. And Macri's sharp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all we all respect Macri. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anytime you can save that much cat money with that little bit of a hit, that's that's huge. Yeah. No, yeah. We were, Especially when you got two young guys sitting there. So, I mean, that's. Yeah. We, we were basically uh, both in the same – when Macri tweeted out, we were in the same boat as, like, we don't don't hurt us again, Spagnola. Don't you dare. Let, <laughs> exactly. it, let it happen. Because <laughs> it seems like every time we have hope, it, you know, he rolls up freaking Ben Neiman and, you know. Ugh. Well, Hitchens at least – at least Hitchens is out of the picture. But, um, yeah. so, I mean, let's see, uh, you know, a little bit of hope there for hopefully a bigger role for the Young Bucks. Um in Kansas city. So that's, that's obviously the, the IDP takeaway, right? Let's, let's hope yeah, that absolutely. he, uh, he bucks that trend. Um, so next piece of news, Ben Gosling of the Minneapolis star Tribune reports that defensive end Daniel Hunter's feature with the Vikings is quote unquote, something of an open question. Hunter would have to switch to a stand-up rusher in Minnesota's new 3-4 scheme and is reportedly... Oh, I know somebody who predicted that last time we were on. Yes. And reportedly is close with former Vikings co-defensive coordinator Andre Patterson, who moved to the Giants as their defensive line coach this offseason. Hunter has an $18 million roster bonus due on March 20th, and he carries a $26.1 million cap figure for 2022, while the Vikings currently sit $16 million over the cap. This was an article I grabbed from Roto World, this blurb. So, um, very interesting. Dude, go ahead. You, 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 you were on this last week, or last time we were on. That was two weeks ago. But, um, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so even before yeah. last week. Hollywood dragging his ass, not getting us on here again on time. But I know, I, uh, I know. I'm just joking. Um, I was hoping for like instant reaction, Super Bowl, you know, all those predictions we put on the line, you know, all those, all those bets we won Hollywood together, you know, with my input and your pressing buttons. That's right. And uh, hey, it's hard work pushing those buttons, man. But uh, I really, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they moved him. You know, even though he's all world. Even though he's a superstar, right, right? He's disgruntled. His value's still high. You put him in the right system, he's gonna go off. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but dollars and cents of it all, and the scheme change—you never know. Right. Uh, the fan base would be upset, but you can't run a football team based on 
your fans. And well, I shouldn't say that. Obviously, they're a consideration consideration in everything you do, but wins and losses are gonna determine any everything that your fans think about you in the end, anyways. Even if they hate you going into the season, if you end up doing better than expected, they're gonna be fine with whatever decisions. And I mean, 18 mil is 18 mil. Mm-hmm. And they're sorry. I want to hear what you said again. Maybe repeat that. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I threw some numbers in it. $18 million roster bonus due on March 20th, and he carries a $26.1 million cap figure. Cap for, cap, it's a cap figure is how they stated it. So, And so, they're how much over the cap? 16. I mean, one player yeah. solves so, uh, everything. That's, that's kind of huge to me. And then I mean, depending on what you get back. I mean, which I assume would be around a first rounder, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, you'd have to, I think. Yeah. Plus, maybe another piece here or there, you know, something. So the Vikings and, are 16 and million injury over. Wise, sorry to just the last no, thing I'll fine. say. Go ahead, go ahead. The neck, the neck, you know, and the. I don't. I don't think it's all legit. Sometimes the things that you know. Right. Exactly. You gotta. Realize the smear campaigns on both sides, not smear campaigns, but like just the the propaganda involved, you know, from a media perspective, from a team perspective and from a player perspective, agent perspective, all that stuff kind of gets mixed together. And he's not happy. Bottom line, he hasn't been, you know, Mm -hmm. he signed that huge extension at the time. He that was big for him. You know what I mean? It was life changing. Then then he goes off. Then he wants even more. And you know what I mean? The Vikings are like, hey, man, we just gave you this huge extension. You said you love us for the rest of your life. And now, you know what I mean? You want more. And and based on your play, you deserve more. But a contract's a contract. And then so then from there, you hear, a, you know, disgruntled player, injuries, neck, blah, 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 down the line. Maybe the time is up. Maybe it is, you know, somebody else's. And I, I think he's he's – I've always liked him as a player from a talent evaluation standpoint. So wherever he goes, right system, right fit, he's going to go off. And they're going to say, well, we shouldn't have got rid of him. But also, he's at peak value in a way, too. And he's disgruntled. You know, like the chemistry of the team, the locker room, everything, plus the cap hit and everything else, all the dollars and cents of it that Kyle just mentioned. I think he's a prime uh, mover candidate. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're like Kyle said, they're what sixteen million over, mm-hmm. and he's due an eighteen million dollar roster bonus. Carries a twenty six million dollar cap hit. Right off the bat, that tells me that they they're really thinking about moving him. Now, everything that dude said is actually correct. Hell of a player, one of the best pass rushers in the league. But Minnesota's going to come in here and say, well, you know, you've been hurt a couple times. You know, you've not always been healthy, this, that, and the other. And that that's part of the business. It's part of the game. But something I didn't hear either one of you mention is, and I'm not saying I fully believe this, but maybe Minnesota does, maybe other people do. 
DJ won him with that huge breakout season last year. Now, I know he feasted on the Bears. I, I, I know he feasted on the Bears, but you're thinking he's going to cost you a lot less. They got Kenny Willickies, uh, who I believe is in his second or third year, who they like. You know, they could – it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. You're going to go cheap where you can. So Correct. You know, it's a, a tough place pressure, to go cheap, though. It, it is. It is. It is. It really you is. You either get pressure or you don't. If you don't get pressure in this league, in, if it's luck. me, I'm trying to find a way to re-sign him at a decent deal. Now I know I'm going to have to pay for him, but I'm trying to re-sign him because I'm not a DJ Wanham believer. I do no. like Willikies, but they're no Daniel Hunter. Neither one of them are. Um, if he stays as a stand-up guy, I still like him. Uh, but to piggyback off the note of um, Andre Patterson uh, moving to the Giants as their defensive line coach, if I'm the Giants, I'm I'm intrigued with this because they run that four three. You put him with yeah, Leonard Williams, and you put him with uh, help me the uh, the rookie um, Ojolari. Ojolari, yeah, your boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, this, that's, that's, a great, there, that's a great point, man. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I mean, you, you, you know, have the, to look at that, I think. Yeah. I think, um, no, it's, and Giants got what traffic early uh, is they, shit. They, they pick, they pick fifth or something. They're projecting them to take a pass rusher. So, um, yeah, they, they obviously need help there. Ojalari was a good pick. And then, you know, thing is, okay, is Min- Minnesota, this, maybe, maybe trade down. Uh, a little bit, and then trade it to Minnesota for Hunter? I, th- I think so. I think so. Because I was thinking, you know, if you're picking fifth, it, it, the consensus is Hutchinson and Thibodeau as your top two off the board. I think both of them are probably gone by five. Probably. Yeah, but it's a strong DN class. But oh, I mean, yeah, but I'm like strong. you, I think you trade Real back and it, I think you trade that pick back and try to. to Nobody's Daniel Hunter, though. That's true. the deal. That's the deal. Um, I mean, Thibodeau might be, but I kind of sold on Thibodeau uh, last year. Anyways, uh, go ahead, Thibodeau's Kyle. closer because of oh, his good. frame, build, and his skill set. No, I, yeah. it's all, I have some questions, more questions, marks about him now, though, than I than I used to, even though I, I recognize the elite freak. Right. And that's what people's after is that elite freakness. Yeah, but they overpay for that. We see it with quarterbacks all the time. I don't know. I'm not sold that he is the complete package anymore. Well, I'm not even saying though, just saying even though I will go higher than even people are projecting him now. I honestly think he could be the number one pick overall. Absolutely. I think he could too. Now, I, yeah. from what I've been reading lately. Everybody thinks to see Kyle's boy, Aiden Hutchinson's the is the guy. And no, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I, I would think never take that to me. Old. Hutchinson's more of a four-three. He's more locked into a four-three guy. I think Thibodeau gives you a little bit more versatility with his higher size ceiling. Stuff. Higher yeah. ceiling. That's the yeah. be all and the end all at the end of the day. Yeah. Who's got the higher ceiling? And I've watched Thibodeau. I've went back and watched him since his high school days. And this dude, I, I just, I truly believe he's the real deal. I mean, you put him in the right spot, he's going to shine. Everybody, look, 
I'll say this. I obviously know I'm a Michigan homer, but. No, I the, like Hutchinson. I do. Hutchinson, you, you say Hutchinson is a 4-3 guy. Hutchinson will play any scheme. He can fit fine. He played everywhere across the line at Michigan. The deal with Hutchinson is, is he doesn't have, he's not a pure speed rusher and he doesn't have the elite bend of these elite defensive right. ends that go in the first two picks. And that's and the I problem. Think that kind of, I'll, I think that kind of hurts I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give it to you in a minute here. And that's the reason why a lot of people have issues with him going as high. He's going to be a steady guy who fits in and you can move him around. All these different, even odd fronts. Nobody sits in base much anymore anyway. You can do yeah. a lot of things with him. I think he's going to have a real solid. He, I could see him. He's. I see it thrown out there. He's a solid ten-year career guy because he's high floor. Yes, high floor, solid career. He doesn't have the elite bend or that straight up take the corner with speed. He's going to get into you, and he's going to win through contact. And obviously, it's a little easier to do that in college. Initially, in the NFL, is going to be an adjustment. So, that's bit of a JJ Watt kind of a comparison for me. With yeah, like, oh, you know, I, I hate comps, but that's very good. That is, I, I like that. That's a good comp. It really is. Less of a less of a ceiling, though, for me. But you know, he's well, gonna I mean, be solid. He's a, gonna be a solid pro, yeah. just like Kyle said, for ten he, years, no questions good. asked. And you can but put that's him. Not what you that's not what you spent a top five draft pick on him. Oh, and, and no, that's. I guess that's. I, I agree with you. I see why people are saying that because he doesn't have those two things that. People are looking for it. It's straight. Thibodeau can just take it, bend, and flatten the edge and go and like see it. Right. He has that ability. Yeah, but he's also going to have some challenges at the NFL level. You know what I mean with size exactly. and getting, getting neutralized. The new, the and, new game. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Does he have the? Does he have yes. the length? Does he have? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You better be super freaky if you can't even handle the basics. No, I agree. You know, some of his uh, combine measurements and, uh, well, I guess maybe pro day, whatever it turns out to be this year, um, looking like another pro day from the sounds of things with this whole nah, – they, they, What smart. do you guys make of that? They're, they they flipped the switch on that. It sounds like it's trending in the direction of the combine is going to happen. So Thank God. I, I heard Lance Zerline talking about it. So um, it sounds man, – Man. There is so many power moves and power plays and stuff going on behind the scenes that we all don't see. And that stuff to me is so intriguing. I mean, we're sitting here talking about football and fantasy football and agents play as big a part of this as anything. I mean, they do. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy to think about that and say it, but they really do play. Yeah. I mean, money talks. And when you have as much money floating around, that the NFL does with teams and owners and players and and agents and it's just insanity what, what goes on. No, for sure. And uh, I'm gonna jump back into the. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. We're we got sidetracked. Go ahead. That's fine. That was good discussion anyway. So anyway, keep an eye on the news around Hunter, as we had said. Um, obviously, I think Dude made a good point as far as people playing into. Um, narratives that are getting thrown out right now they're making the connection to the giants and they're using the four three scheme thing you know whether or not how much are they going to play base anyway obviously that's going to be a sticking point for hunter not wanting to stand up um whatever if that's something but keep i mean minnesota doesn't have much in the pass rush department 
and getting rid of Hunter would be a big hit there. Um, something to keep an eye on. He's one of the best to do it when he's when he's right, as right. as uh, you guys alluded to. Um, but yeah, something to watch there. Uh, next piece of news: Boston Globe's Ben Volin reports former Cardinals cornerback Malcolm Butler will definitely attempt to come back in 2022. Um, oh wow! So you know all about Malcolm Butler. Yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> former Titan, <laughs> a former Titan, you know, former Patriot. Um, had some big moments, has had some moments that wasn't too good. Um, I think his time in Tennessee was kind of uh, whew, just it was crazy, you know. Tennessee fans and myself included at times just could not stand Malcolm Butler because he right. was getting absolutely roasted out there. Right. But as a, but as a fantasy player, you're like, <laughs> sign me up. Let me have all <laughs> this. Give yeah. me all the Malcolm Butler shares I can have. You know, yeah. um, I, I still think he's a good corner. I do. I mean, you, you don't get to be where he was if you weren't. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean that hey, whole we'll, thing was just we'll, weird, you know. Yeah, he kind we'll of see. just right. It's it's certainly IDP way is not um, big breaking news. It's just something. I think he's yeah. a good depth piece for them if he stays in Arizona, because right. I don't think he's going to beat out Marco Wilson. He's not going to beat out. Um, oh shoot, my boy, um, Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy. Um, so he, you know, they got two young gun studs there. So maybe he plays that third corner, some safety type stuff, um, which Slot I'm okay with. Because, yeah, yeah, you're kind of limiting his reps or whatever. So with that, I, I'm kind of okay with. But if you're just throwing him out there on the island on the corners, then you're you're, you're asking for trouble. But yeah, I, you know, if he wants to come back and play for Arizona, I think that's okay because I think he can give him some leadership, some experience. Um, you know, and in case something insurance, in case something happens to one of the you know the young guys, he can kind of fill in. I, I don't think you want him doing it on a weekly basis over a season, but you know, there's some upsides there. I mean, it's he's not completely horrible. <laughs> well, that's that's a great way to put. It. He's not. He's ringing doors. I agree. He's not completely horrible, Daryl. Well, I mean, we've seen corners you're not wrong. Out there and just. Yes. get roasted on a daily yes. basis over and over and over yes. again. He's He has a history of making some big plays. Now, maybe they've been a few days since he's done that, but as a third or fourth corner, you know, I, I'm okay we'll with that. It. Let's leave it at not completely horrible, and we'll move to our, <laughs> our That's next. That's the name of the show, not completely horrible. Not completely <laughs> horrible. I love it. We're going to – that's Malcolm Butler's new thing. Um, next, this is a bigger piece of news for sure. Uh, Bengals coach Zach Taylor said the team wants to extend free safety Jesse Bates before the start of the new league year. So that is a – that's a move for the Bengals there, man. Uh, you know, a key piece of their defense. So I don't know that they get this done, though, because he tried to do this last year. And I'm y'all know I'm a huge Jesse Bates fan. No. They, they tried to get this done last year and couldn't come to agreement. And he's like, you know, once the season started, he's like, I'm done. We'll, we'll 
I'm not doing this during the season. And I think that's smart by any player. You know, you, you want to talk contract, money, all offseason, we'll do it. When the season starts, I'm done. I'm cutting it off. You know, rumors was he was willing to give them a little bit of a discount. And even though that wasn't good enough for them, they didn't get a deal done. So I think there's the right things are being said by Zach Taylor. But I think you it, it's kind of this almost the kind nope. of the same thing as in Green Bay a little bit, right? With Rogers. Careful. Gotta, Careful. We're not gotta, going there. We're done with dudes. Yeah, I'm just what saying, do you think, look, Jesse Bates? Don't you dare sidetrack this, Darren Rogers. Dudes, hey, what do you think, Jesse Bates? You, you got to mute some no, you're not. I wish you I could start doing something. I things. wish I could mute you right now. Just, I wish you could mute me too. There's, just, there's no Here, way you could just – we're myself. talking about Jesse Bates and you just roll into Aaron Rodgers. Notoriously cheap ownership group in Cincinnati. And they probably should have taken his deal last year. Yes, sir. And they probably did fuck up. And Zach Taylor's basically saying that. Yep. And yep. trying to tell them, hey, like, w- this guy's valuable to me as a coach and the coaching staff. We're letting ownership know how much we really like this guy. And so, pay up, basically. But you know why they're saying and that, they though? got the cap. They got the cap. You know, he covers up a lot on the back end. That's important. Because, especially with the corners they got. Yep. You know, but you like know why said, they're saying that though? But like we said because before, they the know Super this Bowl, is the man. second time around. Eli Apple, and they're not going to get that same deal this time. They're not. No, gonna they're get not. It. They're going to lose money. They're going to lose money yeah. on it. Whatever, two point five mil, five mil a year, whatever it is. Yeah, they're trying to wipe the egg up. off the face right now. They definitely should have signed him last year at the hometown discount. Hundred percent correct. They didn't. Yep. It's over. Now yep. move forward, and. You have Eli Apple at cornerback. <laughs> Dude, like I talked about it all before Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, oh like you can only mask I don't know so if that much. Name's ever been mentioned on this show, Eli yeah. Apple. Oh, I mentioned it plenty last time I was on two weeks ago. You did too. We all we all laughed about how much you <laughs> could be in boat. Yes. Right? Oh. We all we all worried about that. And yep. so if I'm the Bengals looking forward, I'm probably taking a corner in the first round. Yeah, your o, your O-line is atrocious, but you can maybe find more value there, uh, you know, and a premium position cornerback, right? Like depending right. on how the how the draft board falls, you know, with them drafting late now, uh, it's, it's either one of those positions for me. But right. I think corner might be more pressing. They seem to think they can kind of fill the void with, you know, journeymen, and I, I, I don't. Maybe, maybe they continue to do that. And you can get like Xavier Howard was taken out of Baylor in the second round by my Dolphins, so you know it's possible to get a good corner in the second round. But for me, that's a a premium position, and I would probably think about taking a corner first round if I could. But it just depends how the board falls. Right. And uh, all that to say, Jesse Bates can't cover up everything. And he's very valuable. And they did lose money probably by not signing him when they could have. But I think Zach Taylor is going to prevail. I think that he will end up signing there. 
the big thing is term, right? Like you can sit there and say you're going to make him the highest paid guy, but if you only make him the highest paid guy over three years versus somebody else, some other team, you know what I mean? That's a little more hurting. It's going to do it over five or six or whatever, right? They're going to throw the kitchen sink at the guy. You got to tag him at the mm -hmm. very least. You got to. He might be a little disgruntled. You know what I mean? But there's I mean, if you're tagging, of, he's going to be disgruntled. Money, but man. I don't think his feelings are going to be hurt if he's tagged. Right. You're making a lot of money, man. Right. But, and you get tagged. Sometimes you can get tagged twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's, I mean, seriously, there's no way they let him hit free agency, right? No way. How old is he is what I want to know. I, I feel well, like I'll he's like you. 26 or 27 years old, maybe 28. 26 he to 28 is. would be my guess. Hang on just a second, and I'll tell you. He is 24. No, what? he's gonna be no, no, he'll no. be 25 in three days. Yes, okay. Yes. 25 in three days, yes. Well, I stick to my original 26. Uh I mean, say <laughs> I don't know. If he wants five years, you gotta give it to him. So then his rookie contract is up. Right. Yep. And he must have been drafted at age. 20. Right. Correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Wake Forest, since he was and he, he was early drafted, right? Had Second to be. Round. He had to come out Second as a junior. Pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. You're talking class. Yep. Yes. Had to, I guess. Had to, he, had, he must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Three year starter. That's pretty good for him, man. He timed things up. Right, and uh, he the man wants to get paid, and I don't blame him. Earn his money. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, four hundred eight tackles in four years, um, ten interceptions, thirty-five pass deflections or pass breakups. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how they let him walk because if, if he hits the free agency market, it's game over for Cincinnati. They have no shot at him if he hits free agency. So they either they either have to sign him to a deal or tag him or his ass is gone because somebody's going to give him what five eighty five ninety. I'm thinking right off the top. I'm assuming that the tag was always in their plans. Gotta be, gotta be. Oh, I'm thinking so. Yeah. Yep. No, it's that that makes. A lot I think of sense. I, I think that's the way they want to play it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, they have to. I mean, if you didn't sign him last year, now, now they're now here's the one caveat. Well, he's young enough that they don't have to. But well, well, well here, here's the one. Giving caveat. a free safety big money is dangerous. Right, but here's their one thing. So he's played four years in the league. He's only missed one game in four years. One game. He started every game. So sixty-three games, sixty-three starts. That's a that's great. Yeah, ten interceptions, one return for a touchdown, thirty-five PBUs, uh, two forced fumbles, two recoveries, four hundred eight tackles, two eighty-nine solos, five TFLs, two quarterback hits, hundred and eleven as a rookie, a hundred as a sophomore, a hundred and nine as a third year. Last year he dropped to eighty-eight, and they're going to say, "Well, your production dropped." Well, you know what? You got Von Bell there. You got well. They Logan won't. They, they won't. They won't look at that and say that 
his production job because he played deep more. I'm sure if you looked at the alignment. Well, but the, but they'll use anything they can to their advantage. In contrast, not, when yeah. co- not when he's covering up the back end. I mean, true, true. I mean, I, I'm telling you, if he hits free agency, he's he's bake, breaking the bank. Oh, for sure. He's he's gonna do it either way. But yeah. uh, that was great. What, that, uh, that was a great stat pack. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you ain't gonna find many safeties that has better numbers. And I was on him right out the gate. Um, <laughs> I. Hey, proud of hey, the facts are the facts. Facts are the facts. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember. Kyle got uh, me fired up with Jesse Bates. That's just wrong. You know I was going to go off on that shit. What, what do you mean that's just wrong? It's, it's part that's of the just news. Right. That's, that's just right. That's right. Why would I not? You, you literally said last year you should pay this guy. You were on record saying pay Jesse Bates, and they didn't. And now look at it. You Sir, earned, he's he's volleying a perfect spike for you. I literally you, set you up, you're buddy. Still bitching at him. Yeah, I threw you a softball. I let you rant, and you tried to drag Aaron Rodgers into it on me. Like I can't believe you did that. <laughs> like, what were you, like for what reason? You know, that's a good uh, point. Like, I agree I, with Kyle. Threw you a softball because you were you, you well, you nailed this one last year, and I just laid it out there for you to nail it again and tell him how you were right, and they should have paid him and. And you were right right from the very beginning with him. Yeah. Yeah. Take a victory lap. Take a lap. Hey, just like Kurt uh Kurt Henning. <laughs> yeah. Sat myself on Give the back. Yourself a cell five five like uh DDP. That's right. <laughs> All well, right, uh, what else you got? Um Ravens cornerback Marcus Peters, who had an ACL injury, expects to be ready for the start of training camp. Um Sounds like things are going, rehab's going well, and the Ravens get, uh, you know, another cornerback where they cycled through a bunch last year. So, um, game changing, game changing IDP, but I, I'm not one for damaged goods. I'll, I'll wait yeah. till I see it, and then I'll, I'll yep. pay full price you for know. him after if he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, come back up to where he was, yeah. but till then. You know what? I'm not either, and we hear it all the time, especially our buddy Johnny, stream the position, and, and I get that. Most people do. But I honestly have to say Marcus Peters, when he's healthy, is one corner in position-specific leagues that I go get because I know for a fact he's going to have a lot of interceptions, he's going to have a, a lot of return yards on those picks, and he's a home-run hitter big playability so i mean that's i mean you stream or whatever pick guys up off the wire but he's one that i try to roster because usually you can get him pretty damn cheap if not for free everywhere so i I usually try to roster him everywhere well what's going on with um marlon humphreys um how's his injury uh i think the last i saw he was okay i mean he's scheduled to be back in time I didn't see uh, any did news on him. I did not see any news on him. This the injury news on Peters popped up, but I didn't see anything on Marlon Humphrey. So, to me, that was a peck. That was a peck muscle. So, um, obviously that's a tough injury, but surely no, that, that guy is elite. Yeah, from yeah. an IDP perspective, and you can get a guy like that with with a veteran like. 
Um, oh shoot, my brain went. Well, they're kind of tied together, is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Depending yep. on the uh, timeline for both of them, right? How old is Humphrey? He's not very old, is he? Well, he was born uh, July eighth, nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. So he's like twenty five years old. Yeah, so he's not very old at all. So I like that. You got the young guy with the older guy. Right. And they I mean, their games complement because they're not the same kind of guy. They brought in uh, Michigan's defensive coordinator. They let Wink Mark Mail go. So I'm sure Mike McDonald will want. Oh, Lord, Kyle had to get in the Michigan plug. uh, What was uh, Humphrey's um, injury is what I'm trying to find out. It was a peck injury. Oh, did he tear it? Believe so. Yeah. Ooh. As far as I know, he did. That's a, yeah. that's a nasty injury. I've actually seen that in real life. I've seen that happen in real life, and uh, it's nasty. Which is it not hurts. something you see typically in defensive backs. You usually see that in like defensive end, defensive tackles, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. The, the guy that I knew that got it was a defensive tackle. But what I'm yeah. saying to you is that, and uh, like, I have this discussion a lot. I feel like I I don't want to say no more about it, but like injuries, I feel get downplayed in the fantasy community far too often. And they just don't think it through, I don't think. You know, like like I was getting ready to talk about um, our D-tackle uh, earlier and uh, the, re- the way we got on um, Odigizua uh, – Odigizua, yeah, is uh, <laughs> through the injury to the Canadian Neville Gallimore, and you know he had a dislocated elbow, elbow middle of August, and I remember everybody was saying four to six weeks. And I'm like, dude, do you not understand? You know the severity of. Uh, if you guys recall, I kind of went on a little rant about the elbow being the knee of the the arm, and how. You know, people don't give like four to six weeks for a D tackle for his elbow, dislocated elbow, and it ended up being four months. And so, mm. what I say about a torn pec is like if you think about the, just the tackling motion, you know, if you're not throwing shoulders into people, that, that there's a there's a a big uh, probability. Of re-injuring. Now, I haven't looked at it, I sh- mind you. I should probably look at it before I speak to this, but I'm just saying that, like, that ain't no joke, Torn Peck. I've seen it in real life, and it is purple, purple, purple everywhere, all over your whole, whatever side of your peck you tore, that whole side of your chest is all purple. Your shoulders are all purple. It's, it's, Ooh. it ain't no joke. Yeah, I agree. That's a brutal injury, man. Um, when did yes. it happen? Sorry. Um, December. Going December. Like mid-season, I think. It was December. Oh, so it was a little so, later than I thought. I mean, like technically, you know what I mean? A bone heals in six weeks. Technically, a torn pack is healed by training camp, right? And it may very well be, and, it, and I hope it is for his – you know, but there's a lot of things people don't really understand about football injuries. If if the shit is torn right off of the 
the bone. The bone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know medical science and everything has, you know, improved a whole lot. And I, I wish the best for the kid, but like, that's why I think Marcus Peters is, is a better play than people might think. The long and the short of it. Sorry, just hijacked that. No, you're good. <laughs> All good, man. Yeah, so I guess keep an eye on both. Bottom line, keep an eye on both right. uh, yes. Baltimore Ravens corners because they're both coming back from major injuries. So, no, and it's and, good. And, like, and one, I think, of them is uh, one more thing, though, douche. And I think it was good that you brought up Marlon Humphrey and went into the because I hadn't heard anything yes. on Humphrey. The fact that you brought that up and rolled into it was, uh, I think, really good because I hadn't heard anything about it in a long time. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say other than that they're, they're kind of joined at the hip from an IDP perspective. Right. You yep. know, you got to kind of like monitor both of their situations because, and maybe you, you know, if you play it ideally, which is bound to blow up in your face, but you start the season with Marcus Peters and you end it with Marlon Humphreys, you know what I mean? And in buy high, sell low, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, or sorry. Buy low, sell highs on both, right? Yep. Yep. No, for sure. That's good stuff. Um, next uh, piece of news. Falcons released defensive end Dante Fowler. He signed a massive three-year $45 million deal ahead of the 2020 season. Fowler registered a total of seven and a half sacks in two seasons with Atlanta. It's that which spanned 28 games. Fowler damn, they, equal Fowler equals not very good. And damn, they just struggle with pass rushers down there, don't they? I was just gonna say that. They, Atlanta just has nothing at pass rusher. Ugh. I mean, they had that one year good year out of uh was it Campbell? Uh Devondre Campbell had 15, or was it the uh no, he played linebacker. Oh, it was the guy that went to ten that Tennessee signed. Oh, um, oh, Vic Beasley. Yeah, Vic Beasley had the good year for him. Yeah, one year. One, year. one, one. Yep. Yeah, one good. You know, he can't stay out. He can't stop eating chicken yep. wings and stay out of strip clubs. But hey, <laughs> still not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> he, was you know. probably, he was probably juiced to the tits when he made all his money. You know what I mean? When he got drafted yeah. high. And then that's another thing I don't think your casual fan really understands is kind of like, you know, yeah, how that whole thing works. Yeah. Like you're going to the NFL, you're going <laughs> to, <Right>. you know. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, like, it, it's happening all the time everywhere, and nobody's immune to it. I'm telling you that right now, too. And oh, yeah. people are You just have ignorant. to be dumbass to get caught. No, I don't believe that. I, I I think that. I think so. I think the NFL is so lenient on some of this stuff. You have exactly. to be a complete idiot to get caught. But timing is everything. Timing yeah, is everything. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna try to get away with it when you can, when when the most money is on the line, and when your whole career right. is on the line, and you know, and you're gonna pay the consequences down the line. You know, you can't if you think you're gonna. Go into it with the, all that in you, and then maintain after it comes out of you. You're sorely mistaken. 
Right. You know, your your endocrine system is is reliant upon it. You know, you gotta you gotta time it up perfectly. Everybody has to time it up perfectly, and yep. you have to figure out that there's that's a big part of it that I don't think anybody has any clue about. Yep, good stuff. Right. Absolutely, right I'm I'm with you on that. Yep. So Fowler, um, that experiment is over. Didn't uh, work out as Atlanta had hoped. But uh, last two bits of news here. Ravens defensive lineman Clayus Campbell said he's quote unquote definitely not retiring this offseason. And another retirement <clears throat> rumors that were flying around were after retirement rumors were floated around, it sounds like Aaron Donald is planning to keep on playing. He was quoted as saying, Why not run it back at the championship parade for the Rams? So I mean, yeah, do no we really shit. think he was gonna yeah, retire though? Exactly. So it sounds like Campbell wants to play one more year. The bigger and- news is Calais Campbell out of the two. <laughs> yep. Coming back, all-time yep. underrated. I love Calais Campbell. He's awesome. And that guy's a beast. Yes. You watch that yeah, guy in his prime, dude. He's awesome. Uh, he's a all-time guy because of his personality. He's, he's low-key, but that guy has all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. Every every bit of everything you need to be yep. a stud, but not to be like a super stud. Right, not a prima donna. You know, like, you know, kick inside, he can play outside. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was a thorn in our ass when he was in Jacksonville, man. He was he was something good. else. He was good, and he has those natural uh, attributes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can add juice or whatever else you want to the mix. But when you got those kind of natural gifts that you're born with, and grown man strength, yeah, you got grown man strength, yeah. Like he was probably definitely clean for the his whole career because he came from Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> anyway, um, that's, that's I knew it was coming. That's all I got. For He's you just today. a natural. <laughs> we'll end on that note. All I got for news and notes. That's it. All right. As we do every week, good job, Kyle, on the news and notes. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks, dude. But as we do every week, we we do have to pay a few bills. So, you know, Action 24-7, one of our biggest sponsors, one of our favorites, for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans, locally owned. They're always out in the community giving stuff away. Get If you follow them on social media, you can get free bets all the time. I mean, they're always doing something. Um, tomorrow night, the Preds take take out take the ice against the Stars. Uh, if you bet fifty on the money line, they'll give you a fifteen free dollar bet if it doesn't hit. And then Saturday, if you put fifty on an NBA parlay plus two hundred or greater, they'll give you a fifteen dollar bet back if it doesn't hit. They got all thing, all kinds of things going on. You know, uh, parlays. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, ping pong. How many times have we said it? They they covered all horse racing, Formula One, NASCAR, um, baseball. If it gets started up, um, make your deposits. Uh, if you're a first time depositor, they'll match it up to four hundred. So use our promo code Hollywood one hundred. If you put four hundred in, guess what? They're going to give you four hundred. So that's eight hundred to bet with. Um, and like I said, follow them. 
if you're in Tennessee, they got all kinds of things going on. They're always out in communities doing free things, giving away stuff. So check them out. Um, Kyle, you got us set up here for safeties for our main event this week. We've talked yep. our edges. We've talked linebackers. Now we're on to safeties. Yep, yep. We covered uh, covered those, and now we're hitting. We're gonna hit some of the top safeties from this past rookie class. Um, kind of wrap up our our rookies here before we transition to talking about these new IDP rookies coming in. Um, so just kind of grab the top guys um, points wise and player wise in general from the IDP IDP nation listener league and a uh, few stats. And then, you know, we can throw some opinions on who we like, who we think could step up, who's we're all in whatever, whatever you guys want to do. Then uh, we'll do a little D tackle talk. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Sounds good, buddy. All right, man. Well, let's roll. So right off the jump here, uh, our, the number one rookie safety um, was a guy Duge knows very well because he plays for his team. That would be Javon Holland. Uh, he came in at 188.5 points in the IDP Nation Listener League, uh, 69 tackles, 48 solo, three tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, seven quarterback hits, two interceptions, uh, 10 passes defense. Um, his snaps, uh, this is per PFF, um, his total snaps was 893 snaps, 600, wow. yep, 893 total, 642 at free safety, 17 out at wide corner, 36 in the slot, 114 in the box, and 83 on the defensive line. Wow. Wow. So, Dude, I mean, you kind of hit on this. He said 83 in, on the defensive line. I mean, you were kind of – Talking about some of his stats, I mentioned that he had um, seven, seven quarterback. Hit. Yeah, I didn't yes. realize yeah. that two and a half sacks. And mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of or, well, you kind of mentioned well that shows he's kind of playing more down near the line, kind of the more of the in the box role. But that's kind of don't you think that's kind of strange as a free safety? Basically, an anomaly or whatever. They're sending more than sending more than you can block. You know what I mean? And you're blocking inside out, and he's coming off the edge. And I think, if I recall correctly, I think it was like Houston and the Giants, uh, some really inept teams that a lot of that came against. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. This this guy is a, is a football player's football player. He, he can he can lay a lick, man. He is a solid, solid tackler. Um, he's got lots of opportunities is, 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 is the thing, right? You know, he plays for the dolphins and yeah. they, you know, the draft capital and, but I mean, this kid hits like, that's what I love about him. He, he's a solid tackler and a lot of people, you know, pundits, a few pundits anyways, said he might be the best defensive player in the draft. Obviously we know that Micah Parsons was so that, I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but I kind of see where they were coming from, right? Like, the guy is a playmaker, and he's got, you know, like I said, man, he's a football player, he's a football player. He hits you. You When you – he's trying to send a message. He will stick you. If, if you got to get uh, three yards for a first down and, you know, he's meeting you at two yards, you ain't getting it. <laughs> right. Man, you know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. that's the thing. 
that's what separates him from a guy we're probably going to talk about later, like Richie Grant, you know? Mm -hmm. he's, he's just more of a get-in-your-way form tackler. and Like, Javon Holland, playmaker, and a hitter. I, I like it. I love it. But yeah. opportunities is the key in IDP, and mm -hmm. he got a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely getting the rep count. Uh, with the 800 plus uh, plays, um, and as Kyle mentioned, I mean you kind of talked, you know, the sacks, the interceptions, pass deflections, the quarterback hits. Um, that shows you he's getting kind of moved around a little bit and put an end to some of these uh, good opportunities. Now, the one thing that I I will say, he had 11 and a half percent missed tackle rate as a rookie, which you hear that and you're thinking. Ooh, that's high. And it kind of is in a way. But let me say this. I've looked at this missed tackle rate for a while. 11.5% for a rookie is really not that bad because generally for your best players, you're looking at 5% or less. Then, you know, 5 to 10% is probably your second tier. So he's in that third tier at 11.5%, and that's not bad for a rookie. That's probably, as a rookie, that probably equates to probably closer to a tier one. It's like maybe borderline tier one, tier two. So I expect that to come way down with experience. You know, they get him coached up. Um, I, if he gets that down below 10, his numbers are going to be even better than it was as a rookie. No, I dig it, man. Uh, for sure. Definitely, like you said, maybe clean up some of the angles, you know, and uh, he's obviously, like Dude said, he's a hitter. He comes down, <laughs> comes down with the plan, looking to make yeah, shit happen. Is. And uh, you know they they utilized him all over. And man, he he really put up some some uh, some nice weeks once he got rolling. And was, I mean, if if you played IDP and you looked at this safety class as a whole, it was pretty disappointing. He was the brightest spot by far you know, of this rookie class, I would say, you know, would you guys agree or was, you know? Um, yeah, I think so. I do think our next guy on the list is going to have a little something to say that say about that. But yeah, I, I think Holland uh, kind of uh, distinguished himself as the best safety in this class. And it's early. Like don't call it rookie. Okay. I'm just, after I, one year anyway. I don't think but, the next guy has got much to say, really, to be honest. At the end of the day, I think, again, it was all about opportunity. Yep. And I haven't even sure. seen the list, but I'm just – just by what you said, I can pretty well guarantee it's Michael Carter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll roll right into it. No, we'll roll right into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing – one caveat, one caveat about Holland is he is more of a free safety, like you said. Yes, yes. Right. And that's key. You know, like when you're playing from depth, he did have some opportunities on the line. He kind of got lucky with those opportunities. So yes. this year, what he did is, you know, it, I don't want to say it's his peak because it's definitely not. But yeah. it's not like uh, but I wouldn't call seen... it. I would call his future uh, super elite. I think that. What he did this year as a rookie was amazing, and I love him as a player. 
But right. from an IDP perspective, I think that, um, you know, you can expect more of the same, even a little more, but it's a little bit capped. Well, just from the fact six, that he plays six, a lot of snaps from yeah. free safety. Six four six hundred forty two of eight hundred ninety three snaps at free safety. You know, like you said, he's playing from depth, not exactly in the box a ton overall. He made shit happen when he came up there, but oh, he capitalized yeah. as much yes. as he yes. Maximized his opportunities for sure. Yes. yes. Is that if efficiency going to hold? Who knows? Likely not. But you know, like this might be the ceiling. Like dude said, it's a great point. I agree. Like I said, he was the lone bright spot as a rookie. This whole rookie safety class in year one, you know, on a shit team, on a bad team, yes. And that's um, why I kind of brought up the missed tackles because if he can lower the missed tackle rate, then his numbers potentially have an opportunity to get a little bit better because of the missed opportunities. And that is definitely true, but I think it all evens out in the wash. I agree and with I think, that. I think you're looking at a capped guy. Yeah. Even like look at Minka Fitzpatrick. How awesome Minka Fitzpatrick is as as a player in the real world. His fantasy is capped. His IDP numbers are capped. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's gonna. I mean, it's. I'm definitely cashing out on Minka after this year, not to spin in that whole thing. He's not gonna hit 120 tackles again. That's for sure. That's an anomaly. I mean, he still he still played majority of his snaps at depth at free safety. It's what he is. It's what he does. He's not gonna hit that number again. I, I agree. Exactly. Cashing out. Love um, the kids. Yes, love the kid, love the player. That's not what IDP is really about. Nope. You know what I mean? Talent uh, evaluation is one thing. Opportunities from you know places where you need the opportunities yes. is what it's all about. Yep. No, that's a great point. I agree, and I, I'm with you on Hall. I I really like him as a player. He was fun at Oregon. He was a return guy even too. Got yeah, to be, exactly. He does have some yeah. return. That, that's a great yeah. point. Yep. He does yeah, have, he, I, you know, I, I like that. I, I actually was thinking about saying that, and I forgot to say it. So I'm glad you did mention that. Yeah. No, thanks, man. No, but that's saw... something that's not really going to garner anybody a whole lot of fantasy points. That's just kind of yeah. something that we think of as uh, hardcores, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's he's a fun player, and he, he res I respect his game a lot. But like you said, might be a cat player. Yeah. I mean, well, but definitely, but, uh, but physical. Yes. Yes, very uh, – And you got to love that. And you always yeah. want somebody like that on your team, no matter who you are, right? I don't Absolutely. Really get about that sometimes. Yes. You need a tone setter, man. You need a you need yeah. that guy. Um, but, yeah, um, you mentioned this guy before. Number two was Michael Carter from the Jets, 168 points, uh, 72 tackles, 45 solo, four tackles for loss, one sack, five pass defended, passes defense, uh, two fumble recoveries. Um, he – he played 777 snaps per PFF. 614 of those were in the slot. 140 in the box, 17 along the defensive line, and four out at wide corner. So, yeah, you know, so a slot he, corner, slot corner. He, he was yeah. labeled as he was labeled as safety on MFL. Um, so that's why he's here. It is what it is. Is it yeah. is, is his designation going to change? He played slot. He played 140 in the box. So he, you know. That is conducive to IDP production because you're up in the line, right? You're, you're up in the you're you're up you're up tight, you know, and uh, you're you're in the box making where everything's happening in front of you. And um, Carter, had, you know, solid solid rookie season. Um, like you said, slot corner labeled a safety yeah. as a rookie. 
Very and versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very versatile, versatile, but his missed Too tackle rate was me. Too small for me. Not a freak athlete, but mm-hmm. I know he's your boy, so that's why I just wanted to slip those little two things in there. No, um, you're good. I just I think, that, I think that Jets says it all, right? Yes. <laughs> Bad team, yes. Defense, lots of opportunities, and I'll let you go from there, bro. No, no, you hit it, and a couple of things is listen to some of the numbers that Kyle put out there. About a hundred and basically a hundred and twenty something, hundred twenty-five less snaps than Holland. Um, played a lot more in the slot, like over five hundred and something more in the slot. Now his box numbers were about twenty-five more, roughly. Um, so it it kind of shows that he's a different type of player. But his missed tackle rate was ten percent, which is lower than Holland, right? We said little Hollins was, I think, 11.4. He's down to 10%. I kind of see the same thing with him. You get him down under 10%, he's doing good. Um, Dude's hit it. And I kind of mentioned on it last year during the season, the Jets. They're so deprived of talent overall. Right. That it just, I mean, they were starting Brandon Eccles at corner. They're starting Michael Corners at Michael Carter at safety. Uh, you know, they had the injuries. They were starting a lot of young guys, not only out of necessity, but I think they were also starting them because Robert Sala wanted to see what he had in these guys. This is this is his guys that he drafted. He knew he was going to have a shit season in New York year one, right? So what better opportunity to see what you got right out the freaking gate? Mm. I I love that. I love that. I love Sala when he was with the Niners. I thought it was a great hire by the Jets. And I love his kind of mentality. Okay, we're not going to be very good. These are my guys. So why don't I just go ahead and see what they got right out the gate? Are they going to take some lumps? Sure. They're going to get their ass roasted a few times. But I want to see what they can give me. Can they bounce back? So, you know, Brandon Eccles, a guy like that, uh, Michael Carter at safety. Um, yeah, I, I mean, with their opportunities, I like them. I, I think Michael Carter's, I think you're going to see kind of the same thing again next year out of him. Um, until they can get two, three years in where they can get some stars and some super talent and some depth, these young guys for the Jets, you're going to kind of continue to see the same thing, I think. Yeah, that's that's smart IDP money, right? And you were high on both those guys, higher than anybody I knew, I think. Uh, Michael Carter yeah, I mean, and, we were, uh, and Brandon Eccles coming out of uh, – yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about it off the air, dude. I, I went back and looked right before the draft or, – or, excuse me, right before the season started, and I had, uh, I had to change some things here, but I had Michael Carter – as my safety one, he finished two. And I had Holland as my safety two, and he finished one. So I was pretty close. And and the reason I say I had to change some things is because I had Sertain coming in as a safety, and clearly he played corner. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – I felt with those guys, their opportunities on those teams, I just thought it was a no-brainer for them as rookies. Exactly and I think right. we're going to see more of the same. 
Exactly yep. right what you just said. Opportunities on those yep. teams. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what it's all about. It's not yep. really about talent evaluation at this point. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, yep. I think that's a, a part of it, but I think opportunities is the thing. We not to get off on a tangent here, but don't we kind of hear it on the same thing yeah. on offense? Running backs, receivers, how many targets do they get? How many carries do they get? How many opportunities do they get? Of course. And I think, you know. It's what? even more important in IDP than it is for on offense. In right, a way. and I think, what, six, seven because years ago, you didn't even hear this kind of talk. show more on offense. Right. And in IDP, it's all about opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, I agree, fellas. Good stuff. Um, number three here is Trevon Morig from the Raiders. Uh, he scored 127.4 points, 55 tackles, 36 solos, one interception, six passes defense. He played 1,214 snaps. And if you know anything about Trevon Morig, this won't be a surprise because he paid 1,116 snaps at free safety. Uh, four. Four at wide corner, 33 in the slot, 61 in the box. Uh, I mean, Trevon Morig is a deep safety. I mean, that's what he was coming out. It's what he was. We knew he was going to play in the NFL, and he played 1,100 of his 1,200 snaps at free safety. That's not really going to equate to a ton of IDP points. I got one thing about him. Trevon Morig is everything that you love and everything that you hate about a safety. He will, you know, for an absolute fact, he is going to knock your freaking block off if he gets the opportunity. He is going to light you up like a Christmas tree. With that, there's injury concerns. There's misplaced concerns. Uh, in fact, he had... A, a missed tackle rate of 14.1, which is kind of high. I mean, even for a rookie, that's that's a little high. I never uh, thought he was a great tackler to begin with. I thought he was a ball hawker type. I mean, really coming out of TCU. Right. I mean, but on I mean on 1,200 snaps at a 14.1% missed tackle rate, that's that's quite a bit. I mean, we're we're talking hauling 893 Carter 777. This dude's got basically three, 400 snaps on the rest of them, and his missed tackle rate is almost 5% higher than everybody else. So that's a little bit of a concern for me. Now, NFL, true football-wise, like me and dudes and you love, take the fancy out of it, you want this dude on the field because you know he's 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 slobber knocking somebody's ass when they come across the field, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what you want. Um, Fantasy-wise, and I'm, I'm just going to throw this to you two and then I'll hush. Is he somebody that you fantasy wise are targeting for your teams? Are you avoiding? I mean, what do you do? What's your guys' thoughts on him? I'll take it real quick, dudes, and I'll kick it to you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not targeting Murray at all. He's a free safety. He's going to play deep. He's going to, he's going to cover up the back end for you. That's what he did. That's what he was coming out of TCU. That's what he's going to play in the NFL. He's not going to be a productive IDP safety regularly. And I'm definitely not targeting him. Dude, go ahead. 100% agree with both you guys. I absolutely love this kid. 
from a you know real life perspective, he was my number one safety. I wish the Dolphins had have selected him. I took him in so many uh, mock drafts. I can't even tell you. I tried to get him as late as I possibly could. I thought he's a late first round talent. I love him. I absolutely love him. But IDP is a whole different ball yeah. game than real world. And he's a free safety. And that's that. Yeah. He does a lot of good things in the NFL wise, but he's not going to yeah. score points. No, I, I dig it, douche. Yeah. Um, number four was Trey Norwood from the Steelers, uh, 105.2 points, 32 solos, two tackles for loss, one interception, four pass defense. He played 402 snaps, 109 at free safety, six at wide corner, 198 in the slot, 85 in the box, four in the defensive line. Um, he kind of, kind of had a fill-in role there coming up as a sub-package player. He did, but don't you almost think that the first three that we talked about were were basically full-time starters? Norwood wasn't necessarily. I mean, he started some games, but he necessarily he wasn't necessarily that same type of player. You know, you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, you've got. Uh, Edmonds back there. That was their two guys at safety. So I think they kind of moved him around a little bit, let him play some corner, let him do this. You know, he played mostly in the slot in the box. I mean, right. But I, I'm not hating how they used him. You know, right. Um, and this is going to be my theme of the night here. Um, his missed tackle rate was nine and a half. So he's already better than the first thing that we've said. Now, of course, his snap counts way down. You know that you have to take that into account. Um, yeah, he played uh, a quarter of the snaps of. Yeah, but I think he Mary. almost feels like a Steeler type player, right? I mean, he kind of fits what they do, their makeup, what they do schematically, and all that stuff. Um, I've got him stashed in a few places. I ain't gonna lie, I, I do. I've got him stashed in a few places. I think he's a good. If you can be patient enough with him, I mean, who knows what they do with Minka in a few years, a year or two. Um, does Edmonds pan out? So maybe Norwood's a guy that can step into one of the roles, and if not, you know, they need it. They need help at corner. Maybe he continues to do the slot role or whatever. So I like his versatility. I, I, I think as a rookie for him, I think he's a guy you got to – just be patient with for a year or two and see what pans out. Right on. Douche, any thoughts on Norwood? Well, yeah, I, I liked him as a late-round flyer. Um, I'm a Trey Norwood guy. However, my sticking points are that um, not sure how he's going to hold up uh, under the rigors of the NFL. Um, I think that sooner or later it may catch up with him. Um Love that he went to the Steelers. Love the player himself. Uh, worry about longevity. Worry about injuries. And um, yeah, a good point. It's a good point. He's small, so it's yeah. yeah they're gonna use he him is. Like that. It's a very good point. Very good point. But you know, no problem with uh, taking a late round flyer on him, and he was for free. It was for the price of a, a mouse click. Right, price right. of a mouse click. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. 
and I'm not sure where this net, this guy that I value a little bit higher than him is, but that we've had conversations with uh, numerous times. Uh, I don't know if he falls next or maybe one after. I would assume, but I don't I don't know your scoring system. But Caden Stearns is somebody that we discussed uh, mm-hmm. at length, and that's somebody that I would take over Train Norwood or even Merrig and probably even Michael Carter because um, he uh, – and and I didn't really love him coming out of Texas. And I think the reason is is that, well, you know, Brandon Jones kind of pissed me off as a Dolphins fan. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Brandon Jones ruined him for you. <laughs> yeah. Brandon. So maybe, I, maybe I didn't I did. get my take, but, like, yeah. We discussed in uh, episode 103 that he could take over this year. And, wow. you know, and he's got a leg up on Johnson. And, and we both, we, I know Kyle and I really like Johnson. And, yeah. and I, I believe that Johnson you do guy. too as well, Hollywood. But, like, you know, when you're a box safety, you know, when you're, a, uh, you have those opportunities, I have to take you, you know, when you're more like sturdily built and, uh, Ready for the rigors of the NFL? I'd have Caden Stearns over probably both of those guys. So, and okay. so I don't, I don't know the list, and I'm sorry. He's maybe still, he's not, that's good. He's coming we'll up. Get to that's, it, and I'm, and yeah. I may agree with you on that once oh, we get for to sure. it. I know he's one of your guys, Hollywood. Yeah. I, I think it's more. You're gonna have to wait, Daryl. I'm stopping you. We're going to the next guy, oh, and we'll talk. We'll bitch, talk, Caden Stearns. That's it. You're fired. Next guy. Richie Grant, 94.9 points, 35 tackles, 28 solo, two tackles for loss, two pass defended, one forced fumble. Only played 276 total snaps, 192 in the slot, 26 at wide corner, 10 at free safety, 40 in the box, seven on the defensive line. Richie Grant struggled to get on the field, and when he did, pretty obvious, they used him in the slot, 192 of the 276 snaps. Um what you feeling on Richie Grant? He was a hot name as far as this rookie safety class before the year because of the draft capital. Yeah, right? and I was, I was because, it is because he went. So, it not was for me, man. No, I'm just saying it, as far as draft capital and there wasn't shit at safety for it. No, I was I was expect- with high on him, and I'm I'm still I guess with what I have invested in him, I'm not giving up yet. Yeah, right. Twelve and a half percent missed tackle rate on. Very limited snaps. That's not good. It's yeah. one thing to have a high snap count and have a high missed tackle rate, but when it's a low snap count with a high missed tackle rate, that's not good at all. Um, Especially when you can't beat out Deron Harmon and Eric Harris. Right. And I just kind of wonder how much – and I like Arthur Smith. Of course, he was a former Titans guy, but uh, I kind of – as a first-year coach, I kind of wonder how much relying on veterans players takes part. You know, you you you, you know, this is your first go around as a head coach. Do you go with the veterans, or do you just put the best players out there? Period. And I, I almost kind of feel like he went with veterans on defense a little bit. So I kind of wonder if if Grant had got a little bit bigger role, would his numbers been better? Maybe not. Maybe they'd have been worse. I don't know. Um, 
but I think with what you've got invested in him, I think you got to hold him because you're clearly not going to get that back right now. But at the same time, I'm not ready to give up on him either. I, I, I would like to see what he does this year before I make any drastic moves. Douche. Um, I was never big on, <laughs> yeah, I was never big on Richie Grant. Um, it shows up on tape what I don't like about him. He's just not as solid of a tackler. Uh, he's more of a getting your way form tackler, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, but like, you know, opportunity and draft capital will get you some, some stats, but I was trying to find what I wrote about him. Um, now, while you're finding that, I will say this. This is why I was kind of so high on him. Okay. Um, you go back to, oh my God, help me. It's in my notes. I know for sure. But he played for Central Florida. And I think it was his junior year. They played in the Gasparilla Bowl. Right. Um, the first six minutes of that game, he freaking dominated. He had an interception return for a touchdown. He had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. That kind of shows you his big play upside that he has. Now, granted, Central Florida, you're in the Gasparilla Bowl. You're not. It's not like you're in a national playoff or SEC game or ACC game. That has to be evaluated, but you can see the upside. Um, and I think that's, for me, I think that's kind of where I was willing to take that gamble or leap on him. Um, cause we see players like that all the time. They pan out right now. I've got egg all over my face because he's not panning out, but I do wonder with a bigger role, what he could be. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I look at safety, um, you can get someone with similar production for free. You know what I mean? Instead of spending an early third, let's say, or whatever in a, in a regular league on a guy with, you know, obvious opportunity and, and hopefully, right. you know, you know, safety one production, but I'm not ever convinced of that. You know what I mean? A lot of things have to break. Right. And like right. I said about, Mer- like I said about Merrick, he's my real life safety one, but the, the fantasy upside is, is limited from playing from depth. And well, he's a, he's on, a, like you said, he's a really on the Raiders. good player. Yeah. Even on the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. He's a really gotta good be, player. You got to be playing in the box, man. Yep. Yep. No, Merrick's a really good – I was saying – I liked, loved Merrick coming out of TCU. But Quick question. Is. With the new coaching change with McDaniels in town, does that up your value or lower your value on Morg? Or are you really... just holding – it's whole yeah, it doesn't do yeah. anything for me. He's, he's just going to play from death. He's going to be back there, like, covering up the back end, like dude was talking with Jesse Bates that, you know, he does a lot for the defense on the back end. And that's what he was, you know, he's he's good back there. So that's what, what it is. Uh, Richie Grant, you know, like I said, there was a lot of expectations with him, with draft capital, with what looked like opportunity, with what they had in, in – in stock at safety, and he just struggled to get on the field as a rookie. Um, so the production wasn't what many had hoped. Um, I was kind of in between on him. I, he went higher than I thought he would in the draft. Um, he struggled to get on the field. He played, he used him in the slot. 
Well, now Duran Harmon and Eric Harris are both going to be free agents. So um, he should have every chance to earn himself a spot. And and um, we'll see what if he can do the right things this offseason and, and progress as they hope in Atlanta. And we'll see what he has maybe here this coming season in a more prominent role. So, um, But, like, in a, in a league that Hollywood and I are in, the way the safety draft broke down was – Richie Grant, 3.04. And this is, uh, you know, IDP and offensive players, obviously, together. And then you got Merrick at 4.04. Then you got Andre Sisko at 4.09. I'm sure he'll come up later. I'm not a big fan of his. But then you got Javon Holland, 5.03. Great mm. pick by by our uh, by a friend of the show, uh we call him chopping and uh you know but God, then you're like kind of giving him no credit for that <laughs> you know what I'll, I'll i'll save the rest for later but i'm just saying that richie grant early third is a mistake you know plain and simple yeah, yeah that early i mean that's not good for 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 the value that you have to give up to get him and the hype coming into it and the tape right. just doesn't match up but he's on a terrible team with lots of opportunities. Yep. So yep. You, you never know for IDP stats. Like, uh, you know, I, I have to begrudgingly, you know, give that to him. But from a talent evaluation perspective, I've never been a Richie Grant guy. I get it, man. Yep. I, now I get this it. next one, I, I do, I do want to say – I am super curious about this next guy just because of his position. This next guy, talking about position, is labeled a safety, but wasn't really a safety um, for the most part. That is the Divine Diablo of the Raiders. Yes. Um, He finished the year with 85.3. Who owns him in the IDP only league? Oh, man. I'm guessing it's Douge. Yeah, that's right. Dude, he don't know nothing. That guy don't know nothing. Diablo finished with 85.3 points, 45 tackles, 28 solos, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, and one fumble recovery. Um, he played 328 total snaps. And as I said, he didn't necessarily play safety because the Raiders played him at linebacker. So mm-hmm. he – he saw 277. Right, exactly. Um, 277 in the box, 18 at free safety, 15 in the slot, 15 on the DL. So he was tagged to safety for this season. The Raiders, when he, when he got a chance, when he was thrust into action, he played pretty well for a rookie and, and played linebacker for him. And um, he was a cheat code for you if you had him on your team. Yeah, and, and, and the reason I said this because of the lot. Sorry, the linebacker spot, you know, that was huge. And and here's my one, like I said, all night long, missed tackle percentage, 2.2%. Wow. He, he missed one freaking tackle all year, and he was playing linebacker. So he went back here in the secondary where he kind of gets to line it up, take angles. He was kind of up there at the linebacker spot. One tackle, two points. And you guys let me have him in the sixth round. 
Number 72 overall in an IDP-only league. Well, you cheated. That's how you got him. <laughs> Just gift, gift-wrapped him. Listen, man, when you guys no, asked me on the very first episode I ever appeared on, episode number 99, July 10th, 2021, Divine Diablo, linebacker, cheat code. And yeah, he's do, one of my guys. Into linebacker. I did not. And he could be a huge riser next year. Huge. Yeah. I I would I if I'm gonna go all in on somebody, I'll I'll take I'll stack my chips on him, man. Compare like comparing the uh price points and the value now versus the value later, him and Caden Stearns would be uh the, the guys I'd be going after. Speaking uh, of Caden Stern, hey, with, with the issues that the Raiders have had at linebacker, that kind of helps his value even more, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but you got to see how, like, where he's classified, obviously. Yes. But either way, I'm still high on him. Even if he and does, somehow, he won't get it. He won't get a linebacker, I don't believe. I, I don't maybe know, I wasn't six, three, two, close 26. enough. I think he's – pardon me? Six three two twenty six. That's yeah, huge but for freaking safety. Yeah, but snap counts. Oh, snap and also, um, if you look at his tape, I mean, I remember talking to you guys about this back in the day, like when he was call, coming out of Virginia Tech, and I think it was uh, Trevor Lawrence he intercepted a couple times actually. Clemson could have been, yeah, could have been. He, he's 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 got range, you know what I mean? He's not. Uh, I I like his game, you know. He's he's mm-hmm. he's not a you know, world changer athletically, but he's he's athletic. Period. He's athletic, and how many snaps did he have at linebacker compared to what were what were his uh, so yeah positional counts three hundred twenty eight total uh, two seventy seven in the box uh, eighteen at free safety fifteen in the slot fifteen on the defensive line so you're looking at. 292 between the box and defensive line. Right, but he's a safety. Right. So that's what you're looking for. That's gold. As long as he keeps that tag, it's uh, cheat code. Yeah, exactly. We'll see if he holds That's what I'm getting at. Yes. No, absolutely. If he he gets the linebacker tag and he's the starting linebacker for the Raiders, I still like him as well, like you said. Exactly. Yeah, Either we're way. saying the same things. No, exactly. I I, I was going to say that I totally agree with you. All I got to say about Diablo is I totally agree with you. Whether he's a safety, it's even better for you. But if he's labeled a linebacker, I still like him because he was really good, you know, down the stretch. And Doc was uh, somebody that piped up about that when I took him. I think he's uh, – I believe his exact quote was like, that's the first guy that you took that I, that I liked even though I disagree with that statement overall in general, you know, <laughs> he's still somebody that I respect his opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I'm all in on Diablo next year. I think this is pretty well the floor. Like you can't get, he didn't really come out of the block strong. Right. Um, I didn't look at snap counts. I could do it now, but I mean, like, this is somebody I'm I'm buying, buying, buying from an IDP perspective, and I hope I don't jinx him. But hey, finish strong, and you always like to see players finish strong. That's you know. and I, and I think that the price is you know 
is, is right. Like yeah, somebody could probably go pick them out off their wire. Like definitely amongst your listeners and in shallower leagues for sure. You know. Yep. Yep. Put them on the end of your bench and reap the rewards, man. Um, but his snap counts. So week thirteen was when he first started getting any significant snaps, and it was fifty-seven percent. Week fourteen, seventy-nine percent. Week 15, 61%. Sorry, 50. Uh, anyway, 16, 76%. 17, 83%. And 18, 71%. Week 19, what is this? Uh, 40, oh, playoff game. Playoff. So, yeah, Roger Teamer started. Uh, he took 100% of the snaps three straight weeks there to end the, end the season. So, it might be a little bit of a cause for concern and i mean merrick was 100 percent like all oh, year oh yeah he played every snap yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and jonathan abram i'm you know i'm pretty sure that experiment is over i could look at his contract but um i i think that he is underwhelmed diablo started the last five games of the year for the raiders um, like you said, 52% or uh, 79%, 61%, 76%, 83%, 71%. So he was over, he was damn near 75% plus the last five weeks of the season. And even if you wanted to go the last six weeks, because he did not start against Washington, um, but he had 11 and 10, 4, 1, 9, and 6. The against Denver, I don't know what that deal was. He only had one tackle, four against Cleveland, but he had eleven against Washington, ten against Kansas City, nine against the Colts, six against uh, the Chargers, um, and of course down in that kind of a box role there. Um, even in the playoff game, he had, he had eight tackles against Cincinnati. So I'm curious to what the new regime with the McDaniel's what they're going to do with him. Um, but I think he's got to be with his size, like I said, 6'3, what 224. He's a little bit big to be a safety, right? I mean, no, he, he's exactly what you want, in my opinion. And maybe I'm biased because that's exactly what I was, but um, well, obviously, I was never as, as good as him. I didn't play for Virginia Tech or whatever, but like that style of play really, uh, I like it. You know what I mean? And and it rings true to me. So uh, I'm always going to be, you know, uh, pulling for him. But yeah, I can't see any way in which they don't move forward with him over, you know, Abram. Uh, I think that experiment's over, even though he's a first-round draft pick. And even though, like, I think his contract is, like, you know, you lose some money by releasing him instead of trading him. But maybe they can trade him. Right and who's that? But I think Abram is he already oh, gone? Abram. No, Jonathan no. Abram. Yeah. No, he's still on a rookie deal. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, a lot of people uh, real high on that guy for a long time, and I understand why. You know, he's physical safety, but yeah, Diablo offers you way more versatility. You know, he has that size, like you say. But if you watch his tape. 
he's got some range and uh, he makes plays. You know, he, he can intercept balls. Like I said, he, he uh, intercept Trevor Lawrence. I'm, I'm almost positive it was twice, but it was definitely once in the end zone. You know, he's uh, I, I like him. I think now, here's he's, the big uh, key with him, right? Got a lot, lot of, lot, lot of uh, ceiling with him from an IDP perspective. Right. So here's the big key, fantasy wise. Listed as a safety, playing linebacker, ultimate cheat code. Right. Do 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 either of you think that happens in 2022? I think he's going to be listed as a safety and same thing, exact same thing. I thought last year, I think this year linebacker cheat code, you know, See, unless, they change, that's awesome. unless, unless, unless they change it mid season. Well, that's what, I, well, I, I don't really feel like they, I don't think they have any justification to do it at the beginning of the season. So well, I think you got to play thing. it Our like good that. Friend Gary Davenport does the um, position changes for MFL. Which yeah. both of us, all three of us, that's predominantly what we do. Um, he has he has went on record and said he doesn't do a lot of changes in season. I don't so, think he wants to do any in season anymore. I don't I think he does with. either. And, and I'll say this: I don't want that job for him. No, I, I would not want that. But and I agree with him. I think whatever it is when final preseason week or week one rolls around, I think you've got to have it done the week before. So final preseason week, whatever he designates them as, I think that's that's the gold thing. If he doesn't change it before the season starts. That's what he is. It changed. So yep. if yep. he doesn't change him to linebacker, then this is a cheat code and I'm all in on him. I, I mean – for everything that you guys said with what I said with the missed tackle rate. Um, 2.2, was that what you said? 2.2, he missed one freaking tackle all year. Imagine, um, you guys let me get him in the sixth round. Oh, about time you up. caught up to me. About time you caught up to me, Hollywood, with this guy. Damn it, Kyle, why'd you let him on the show tonight? I told you to not do that. All right, if you stop talking, I'll throw you a softball here. I will never stop talking. Don't you don't you try to put me in a box? Number seven on the list, Daryl's boy, Caden Stearns, seventy six. Oh, I told you I threw you a softball if you just let you know. Oh snap! Seventy six point white kid. Seventy six point nine points. Twenty eight tackles. Twenty two solo. Two tackles for loss. Two sacks. Two interceptions. Five passes defended. Three hundred safety out of Texas. White Three. kid playing, starting out of Texas. You know your tough win. You know your smart win. 311 snaps, 119 <laughs> at free safety, 97 <laughs> in the slot, 94 in the box, and one snap at wide corner. There you go, Daryl. There's your softball. Talk about Kane oh, that's, Stearns. That's my dude. That's my dude. He didn't get the play right off the bat. Um I mean, they just did not give him the run right off the bat. And uh, I think they, if they would, in hindsight, I think they would have started him right off the bat if they would have knew what they got. I mean, he was playing, uh, well, I mean, even all season. He had one, two, 
he had two games all year above 30%. Both of those games he played every snap. But, and both of those games he started. Here's the thing. He was playing basically 30% or less snaps every game. And his impact plays were off the freaking charts. He had um, week four against Baltimore. Three tackles, two TFLs, two quarterback hits, a pass deflection, um, two sacks. And he only played seven freaking snaps the game. I was going to say, I remember that game. Then you go to A handful of snaps and he lit up the... Yeah, you you go to Dallas. He played 17 total snaps. Three tackles, all solo, one interception, one pass deflection. I mean, he was his big playability is off the charts. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you didn't extrapolate those numbers to, to say if he would have played a thousand snaps, he would have had seven thousand tackles, nine hundred and six well, sacks. You know what I really wanted to do here when you <laughs> brought this? I, I really wanted to say if you put Caden Stearns in Ronnie Lott's body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good that's an inside uh, joke from a while back it, that is an inside joke maybe <laughs> some of our listeners get that but I, i'm telling you dude i mean he was so how good many, at- hey how many snot bubbles created and who is his gm john <laughs> Lynch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Lynch mob, baby. I mean, you think about this. They've got Caden Stearns, who they got what super late, I think. Fifth round. Go back. Yeah, fifth, uh, was it fifth round? Might have been. I think. Round. I think him and Jamar Johnson were both fifth. Round. Oh yeah, fifth round, hundred fifty second pick, and they got freaking Patrick Sertain. Yeah. I think I'm we talked you, about so, this before the Raiders or Raiders, sorry, the Broncos drafted well. They, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they always well. do. They do quite often. And yeah, we did talk about this before. Yeah. I, I, I've mentioned Caden Stearns at least uh, twice before his name came up. I'm, uh, I think that tells you how high I am on both of them. That's what I'm saying. Stearns, Diablo. For price points, that's who yeah. I'm going after out of all these guys. And, and for fantasy. Managers, owners, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. These are the guys that you really should be targeting. Because you can get them at such a freaking low value, right? I mean, everybody knows. I I think I just said exactly that. Yeah. Was there an echo in the room? There might be. It's a long way from Canada to Tennessee. (laughs) It is. I think we got a, a telephone can. Long, long as you bypass that freaking ball sack of Canada, you know. No, we're not bypassing shit. Hey, don't you dare bypass. Ball sack of Canada needs to be recognized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on now. Don't just go on by. You'd be nothing without the ball sack of Canada. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, the further north you get, the higher your intellect. I will just throw this out there since you guys covered Caden Stearns uh, well already. Is Kareem Jackson's going to be a UFA? So, woo, baby. Wheels up, boys, or what? (laughs) Yeah, opportunity seems to be, uh, you know, 
That's what I like Trending. to hear. Shots on me, boys. Shots Trending. on me. Daryl's right, boys get one. <laughs> um, oh, good stuff, man. Uh, Caden Stearns. Uh, I, I was definitely more of a Jamar Johnson guy. Not that I didn't like Stearns. I was wrong. I thought Johnson would be the guy. And you know what? I like Johnson too. I didn't think he was. Yeah, I like Johnson too, man. Go watch, the, go watch that Indiana, Indiana. Against Ohio State game, man. That Indiana, yes. Indiana, man. That guy was all over the place, dude. He yeah, baited Justin Fields into an interception and then lit up on a. He, he came from depth and lit up a. We already oh, talked man. about this, Kyle. We got. I'm gonna yes, stop. Kyle. I'm gonna stop. Anyway, no, 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 I mean, like, I mean, previously on on the show. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me find out where we were when we did it. What episode? What time? Oh, it was Thanksgiving. August twenty second, two thousand and twenty one, episode one hundred three, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It. Love it. Now, Cade Stearns. We had to say, even at that time, I started I started saying Stearns over Johnson, even though I like Johnson. And that's when we both professed our love for him, Kyle. But, you know, he just yeah. – uh, he's taking over. Yep, I agree. Nothing Darryl's, you can do about it. Daryl's boy. Daryl was on it, and here we are. That's right. This next, love safety, baby. Texas. this next guy, a guy dude knows very well. John that Lynch. That is, <laughs> it's not John Lynch. It's Ta Talanoa Hufunga from the 49ers. 75.8 points, 32 tackles, 24 solos, one tackle for loss, two pass defense. Played 399 total snaps, 226 at free safety. That's the problem. That's one, why I traded all my shares. 126 in the box, 24 in the slot. 20 on the defensive line, two at wide corner. So over Playing half way more, way more from depth. Yes. Than I thought yeah. he would have been. You and I didn't I mean? think that was his strength. Yeah. That's but he, he was because he was the only real box safety in last year's draft. He was the tone draft. setter. He was 10 tack 10 or 11 tackles a game at USC is last year. He was in the box. He was the he was the physical tone setter, and uh, he looked like a box safety. But ironically, missed tackle rate. But ironically, he played from depth a yeah. lot last year. These are my literal notes. You yeah. guys know this is my guy. Yeah, I drafted him before everybody. Uh, the only other guy that was on him was Chopping. Really, Chopping. I this is my this is direct quote was only real box safety in last year's draft, but ironically. He played from depth a lot last year from what I saw. And that is his IDP. Uh, I don't want to say death wish or, you know, make it over dramatic, but like that's why I trade him to Hugh Hollywood. And I'm sad about it. I love the kid. I love his, you know, play with his hair on fire and just his heart wow. and soul and, I love everything about the kid, and I was hoping that he would test out well. And I was, you know, it, as you guys know, in our IDP only league, we draft before the NFL draft, and I took him in the second round, I think, actually. I think he was the second player I took after Baron Browning. Yeah, at number 20 overall. But I cut bait, truth be told. 
It's all right. I, I still have hope for him. I, I, I think he's going to be all oh, right. I love the kid. I hope he succeeds. Yeah, me too. I I, I like Kufunga, and I want to see him succeed. He was awesome at USC. I mean, yeah. he was uh, he was the Troy dude. He plays Malu Junior. That's what he was. Yep. He played with an edge. He played with that physical edge in the box. And those guys, those tone-setting box safeties, they, uh, man, they can really bring the juice for you. Different day it. and age, though. Yep. It's different, it is. Different, it different is. game now, man. NFL's yep. eliminate explosives. That's it. Uh, modern, modern yep. NFL. Yep. Um, this last, oh, well, last guy on single guy on the list. The the, the last uh, line here has a few names thrown out, but um, last guy with stats here, I should say, Andre Cisco from the Jaguars, fifty six point seven points, uh, twenty six tackles, nineteen solos. Two pass defended, two forced fumbles, uh, 247 total snaps, 129 at free safety, 25 in the slot, 66 in the box, 19 on the defensive line, and six at wide corner. Not a big fan. A lot of flaws in this game from my perspective. Um, but gam- Jacksonville – Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Huge time you know, opportunity knocks. Opportunity Huge knocks. time gambler. Excellent ball hawk. Yeah, he's a gambler. With, that guy with hates great scared. hand. I mean, he has great hands in his ball hawk. Seven picks, I think, led the nation as a freshman at Syracuse. Tied for second as a sophomore with five. That's pretty impressive in your first two years of college. Um, huge hitter. If if he could if Quotation marks. If he could square you up, he's gonna light you up. Um, like a like a what? Like a Christmas tree. Like baby. a Christmas tree, baby. Like a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, kind of looking at his numbers as a as a rookie though, uh, seven point one missed tackle rate, which is really good. So that shows me he kind of worked on his his missed tackles. Um, because I would have would have expected that to be probably 12 or higher. Uh, so to see him below 10 is really good. I got to give him a pass, though, because he's in Jacksonville, and Urban Meyer didn't know what the hell he had or what he was doing. Very he was true. too worried about ass at the bars on Saturday night. <laughs> um, not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying when you're running a football team, you, you kind of got to evaluate your talent, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of important. And I think they're so the talent prived. I think there's still a lot of opportunity for him. Um, it'll be interesting to see with this new regime um, what takes place or how they use these guys. But I'm still in on Cisco. I think he's like you said. He's a, he's an ultimate gambler. He's the Kenny right. Rogers of this thing, man. You got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him, and he'll take risk all day long. And I think that's why you see the big interception numbers, the huge hit numbers, or the huge hit ability. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I mean, uh, for me, I'm holding him right now. Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, you know, like the dude said, he's like Jacksonville. He's going to get opportunity. Like you said last year, uh, Urban Meyer's there, doesn't know what to do with him. Um, if he gets an opportunity, he's a guy that had some production in college. Um, 
you know, he's like you said, we were talking, he's a, he's a gambler. He, he breaks on passes, tries to make plays, you know, that he did make plays at Syracuse. Um, you know, not an overly big guy, but he'd stick his nose in there. He does some things on tape, you know, while you, and he does some dumb stuff because he likes to gamble, but, um, <laughs> you know, above everything else, if he gets opportunity to play for a Jacksonville team that is probably going to play quite a few snaps on defense as they figure this out, he could, he could be productive. So he'll he'll get exposed eventually. Same right. as Paris Ford. <laughs> Paris Ford never got a chance to get exposed. <laughs> Same thing though. You look at the tape, man. Doesn't take long to see. Right. Um, but yeah. So and then the last last guys. This is number ten, and it was all guys that had just a couple points. Um, it was Brady Breeze. Tyree Brady Breeze, Hollywood. You guys, if you guys have anything to say about these last three, fire away. Brady Breeze, Tyree Gillespie, and Demar Hamlin were three guys that um, had a few points, but nothing. They all had very. I'm not giving up on Breeze, and and I'll tell you right now, Mike (laughs) Vrabel hate Vrabel hated Vrabel hated that he had to cut Breeze. He really did. Um, out of Oregon. Detroit, yep. Yeah, out of Oregon. And I think he's with the Lions right now, so that's a good player for them. But but um, Vrabel was – That's interesting. Yep. Vrabel was really upset that he had to make the business decision and let Breeze go. Um, of, the, of that group, Breeze is the guy that I want, especially in Detroit. That's very interesting. So uh, I think under a guy like Campbell, he could kind of flourish because a on the worst team in the NFL, talent. you mean? Right, and they don't have a lot of talent. So um, uh, that out of that group, that's my guy. But I wished he was still a Titan. So yeah, Titan up. Yeah. Um, well, that that concludes the safety list. Um, so should we? Uh, roll into the last position here and talk a little defensive tackles. Sure. I wasn't prepared for it, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I guess we were kind of talking in our chat that I thought we'd cover the safeties and then we could each touch on some uh, defensive tackles that we kind of liked um, out of the rookie class and, Maybe stashes or guys we expect to uh, make a little bit of a jump here in year two. And dudes, why don't you kick it off, man? Well, you know, there's some promise for sure overall, I think. And um, don't steal my guy. Don't do it. Well, I mean, Naquan Jones for the Titans. I feel like um, he looked good for the bulk of the season. But he's more of a beneficiary of playing next to uh, Jeffrey Simmons. My boy, Jeffrey Simmons, that Hollywood cannot trade enough to me for. <laughs> I don't know what else I mean. I have to offer. All he has to do really is win some one on ones. You know, he's 6'3, 313, stacks and sheds pretty well. Um, he's not a real explosive athlete, but. He's still athletic for his size, nonetheless, and he's a gamer. You know what I mean? He's got, like, that game speed. 
you know, he shows up uh, on tape more than he would, you know, as a testing freak type. But you still got uh, Tier, Tier, Tart. Yeah. Look like he might grab the bull by the horns for a little bit there, too. So we'll see. But Naquan Jones was the first uh, UDFA the Titans went after. And I thought he had a real good year. So uh, I'll steal that one from Hollywood, you know, uh, out of Michigan State. I I, I kind of, you know, had a gut feeling on him, but his measurables weren't what I really wanted, and that's why he was a UDFA. But uh, I was happy to see him um, break out a little bit. And uh, the guy that I really want to talk about is Osa Edigizua. Edigizua. I, I'm still. I had it. I had it. I, I couldn't pronounce. I couldn't enunciate this in the summer. I could. I could only go O D whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I mentioned him in episode 103 when uh, we discussed the loss of a, a Canadian named Neville Gallimore. You'll recall, and I think I, I spoke of this earlier. Uh, there was no way that Neville was coming back from his dislocated elbow in four to six weeks. And uh, the whole, you know, elbow is the knee of the arm uh, philosophy. But, uh, and how important a DT's arms are to their game. Uh, you know, not, not like arms aren't important to every player on the football field, but, you know, the force absorbed and uh, dished out at, at D tackle is arguably the greatest out of any position on the field. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I said Odigazua would have to be the guy to step up. You know what I mean? Third round draft capital. They they, they spent similar draft capital on both of them. Uh, ironically, I guess is what I would say. Uh, I think um, I know Odigazua was uh, seventy five overall, and I think Gallimore went like eighty two or eighty three. Overall, I'm not 100% sure. That sounds, that sounds right. He was a third rounder. so it's, Yeah, they're both third round, early third round draft capital. And, you know, it turns out Gallimore didn't return till week 14, like I said earlier, you know, four months. Go figure. You know, some media guy or fantasy football guy seems to think it's a four to six week injury. And dude is here to tell you no, you know. The elbow is the knee of the arm. And, you know, just, just, I gotta, I, I really can't understand for the life of me how people downplay serious injuries like that. But, uh, anyways, when Gallimore returned, they split snaps pretty equally. Um, but Digazua had a few more. And, uh, he really had only three boom weeks, though. And, uh, that's, you know, that's the nature of the position. It's a boomer bust position in IDP, in my opinion, you know, D tackles, you could have whoever you want there. Uh, you're boomer bust. Like that's just the way it is. You, you just hope that you get two booms and one bust out of three games, something like that, you know, but the kid has a 84 inch wingspan, uh, for a six, two ish guy. I think he was like, six one and five eights or something got big hands and the thing i noticed about him is he has a, a long jump of 120 inches which 
long jump is always a good indicator of explosive power for me. Explosion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah personally. But he had a bad hammy during his testing as well. So, and he's got a wrestling background, not WWE shit, but like real wrestling, you know. <laughs> wrestling. His, his Mike, Mike is- Daniels, Mike Daniels style, right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but his problem at the NFL level is that he needs to beef up while keeping that explosivity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You can't just get away with. Uh, this is the pros, man. You know, this is the NFL. Not for long, as I've said many times. Yep. You gotta. You, there's nowhere you can be deficient, and you know, size and those kind of natural um, things. You're, I mean, things you're born with. You can't get away from it in the NFL. You just can't. You have to be the elite of the elite all across the board sometimes you can sacrifice you know some of those testing measurables but you can't really ever sacrifice the the size in my opinion and particularly at, at that position so if he can you know bulk up and remain explosive but uh, and he's got a a sick dip and rip, you know, like when I see him sack a quarterback, I've seen in college, it was a dip and rip. I seen the pros dip and rip and, uh, he's got some potential for sure. But, um, the other guys, I'm not going to talk about Barrymore. He was the slam dunk. Number one D tackle. And for me, I missed on a couple guys. I got to be honest. Uh, you know, my guys coming out were, uh, uh, Tommy Togiai and um, but he had some reach issues you know his length wasn't going to be good enough and I haven't given up on him totally but I did trade my shares of him uh, I guess I did give up on him totally I don't know if I own a share of him anywhere anymore but uh, <laughs> that would be good other, <laughs> yeah my other guy was at a USC um, oh, Tufele? yeah Tufele? yeah 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 uh, he had a loss first year, so my D tackle scouting uh, might not be the greatest. Even though I took Jeffrey Simmons in the fifth round, and uh, I'll own him forever, and Hollywood will never get him. But you oh, know, yes, I will. One I'll, day I'll, I will. Amuzarike and Alim McNeil. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Guys on one day on. I will never get him. Oh, you'll never get him. But. <laughs> you say that, but nobody outside of me and you knows the trade deals and, and the scenarios that goes down in our leagues. So I'm not going to say never because I know me and you, it's possible. It's a long shot, but it's possible. Well, you better give me a first rounder. Okay. Because it was always a second rounder, and I just – I don't even think i just ever seen you trading them just because of the value I got in – you know, fifth round. He was injured, though, coming into that, you know, rookie season. I just know you what know, other people just, don't know, though, you know, Hollywood. You remind me of Ivan. You always play on my Titan fandom. That's what it is. Everybody wants to play on you. my Titan fandom. You ever fucking disrespect <laughs> me like that again. 
Jesus Christ. I, I, I love you, brother. What, I got a horseshoe up my ass? Do I look like I'm holding a fucking silver horseshoe right now? Uh, Man, you're going to make no, me curse all no, the way no, through no, the no, end of this. No, no, no. I'm going to say it right early. now. Oh, I'm sorry. There is nobody that I trade with more than Duke. That's the honest to God's truth. It, it might take a while for me and him to get there, but there is nobody on this earth I trade with more. I don't know how we do it, but we get to it. Yeah, and, it always, and, and it always ends up with one episode in the other. <laughs> so just stop. Daryl, you got any defensive tackles or what? <laughs> well, you know, Barmore is the obvious, of course. Um, I kind of like Nixon down there. Davion Nixon in Carolina. Um, a lot of people are like, what? You know, because Derek Brown's down there. Um uh, but Nixon is a solid guy out of Iowa. I mean, you know, he didn't start any games, only played in seven, limited snap count, limited results. But, hey, guess what? Missed tackle rate was zero. Um, get him year two. You get him in there next to Brown uh, with Burns on the outside. Maybe get some linebackers behind him. Um They've got Jeremy Chin back there at safety. Not a flashy pick, but he's somebody that you can pick up for price of a mouse click, right? Yep. You know, uh, unless you're in some super ass, super deep ass leagues like we are, where you've got him stashed on a taxi squad. But, you know, even in those leagues, you can probably say, hey, let's make a trade and get him as a throw in. So uh, if you're looking for a super deep, Flyer, I think he's a guy, um, like I said, with Derek Brown, Brian Burns, um, Jeremy Chin back there on the back end. They got two good corners with um, Dante Jackson and um, oh, the dude out of South Carolina. Oh, Horn, JC Horn. Oh, JC Horn, yes. Also, so remember, I, you hate Brian Burns. So I just want to I do hate Brian Burns, but. Don't get it. You know. Oh, you're a big Nixon guy. And where is he from? He's from Iowa. You know yeah, where he's from. Yeah, I know where he's from. Your, your team? I don't know why you try to point that out, Kyle. I feel like you're trying to set me up for something there. You, no, you know, just, Dan used to do the same shit. Well, because you are a Hawkeye fan. I didn't appreciate it then, and I damn sure don't appreciate it now, you fuzzy head fucker. You better be glad I like you. God damn. What? <laughs> oh, I dig it. Um Oh, you dig it, do you? I, I you you were actually you were on Nixon early. Um I was I remember, I I remember was. we were talking one day and you you asked me if I had seen him because you know I watched a lot of Big Ten and it's like, yeah, and I never really watched him. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have the greatest and, rookie year, but, no, I, but I think that the potential is there. And with the value, yeah. I mean, it makes sense if you're like looking his, for a flyer. Yeah, absolutely. I liked his game coming out of Iowa. I did. Once you brought him up and I watched him, I was like, I get it, man. He's oh, – yeah, it could be something for sure. Um, Sweet. I like that. Like you said, price of a mouse click too, right? If he's sitting yeah. there, smash um, him. Yeah. Even um, if somebody owns him, you can say, hey, throw him in, and I bet you'll get him every time. So, Yes. Uh, the first guy I have is a guy I am super intrigued with. Um, 
It's Milton Williams from Philadelphia. Ooh, uh, somebody mentioned him tonight. Who was that guy? Who yeah. was Louisiana that guy? Tech? Louisiana Tech. Yeah, um, he was just you know his pro day. He Number ninety three. Yeah, Number dude, 93. he was. He uh, he absolutely blew up his pro day. Um, you know, six three two eighty four. He ran a four six three forty. Uh, thirty eight wow. and a half. Yeah, thirty eight and a half. Wow. Inches. 38 and a half inch vertical and what? Dude, 38 and a half inch vert. That's what they had him listed as. And a 10 foot one broad jump, which is what you were talking about as far as explosion numbers, right? That's 120 inch broad jump. That's pretty solid. And he had a six, he had a sub seven, three cone, 6.96. So it shows you short area. It's um, the dude tested insane at his pro day at six, three, two eighty four. Bulk wise, it's a little light for if you're gonna play, you know, if you're yeah. gonna be a two gapper or something, but not right. necessarily his game either. Um, but three he's tech. a yeah, he's a three tech, and he actually, um, you know, that's kind of what I saw him as after watching him for sure, being a little lighter and athletic as he is. Is you want him three tech, you want him manned up, you know, one on you don't want him eating doubles, you want him one on one head up on the on the outside shoulder. Um, so he played 495 snaps as a rookie, 283 of those were at a defensive tackle position left or right. And 208 were at a defensive end or Leo art or right outside position. So he moved along that front, you know, which makes sense given he has size, length and athleticism ability to do that. So, and given the personnel in Philly, exactly the personnel in Philly, I believe they, you know, they moved. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox played more, you know, as a as a nose tackle, which he didn't really care for as much this year. Um, and Javon Hargrave is obviously a small exactly. explosive. Javon Hargrave is a small explosive three tech, you know. That they spent it, a shit ton of money on. Exactly. Great point. Absolutely. And you know, Fletcher Cox had to sit in the middle and and just just be the guy to anchor that. Take on the the guard center doubles, anchor the inside, keep keep TJ Edwards or whoever clean. Um, so yeah, Milton Williams like price and, on most quick. The CFL. What's that? Cut out. And the CFL uh, alumnus Singleton. Singleton. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So and. Uh, and Williams, you know, he had a couple of couple of games. He finished with two sacks, six tackles for loss, six quarterback hits, thirty tackles. Um, so, you know, he a little bit of production. So Fletcher Cox is getting up there. Um, you know, like I said, they move Milt Williams around a little bit, which is pretty cool as far as you know, getting different looks for him. He's not just stuck inside. Um, third round capital, pretty solid, and I mean, the athletic numbers are just testing numbers are crazy. The, the dude's an athlete and. Um, I'd like to see if he can take a, a year or two, a little bit of a leap here and get a little more bulk run and bulk up. Yeah. If he can bulk up and still keep that explosiveness would be awesome. Um, definitely has some skill and flexibility. Um, so I like Milton Williams. If you can pick him up for free and see what happens. And then there's a guy that Dooge mentioned before that I was a fan of prior was Levi on Wuzurike in Detroit. Um, oh yeah. You know, I, I know we had talked about it back in that episode. They drafted him and Lee McNeil. Lee McNeil's the he, he's the one zero tech nose tackle. He's gonna sit there and, and anchor that middle and 
on Muzirike, I always thought was a three tech type. Um, I liked I liked his tape at Washington as far as he's explosive off the snap. He had a good initial punch. I thought um, you know he could really knock you back, and he just didn't have a ton of pass rushing chops. And I was hoping he could maybe develop that, and maybe he will a little bit. Um, certainly should get a chance to see some more snaps in year two, year one. He saw this year as a rookie, 396 snaps, you know, 294 at defensive tackle, 17 at nose tackle, 82 at defensive end. Um, so spent most of his time at defensive tackle, uh, 35 tackles, two tackles for loss and a sack. So maybe uh, a little bit of bump in playing time and production year two. Man, that's fantastic. Yes. That's fantastic that's stuff. Yeah, and I think if you can get Ozarike or McNeil for Detroit. Yeah. I mean, we we talk about it all the time. Bad teams, opportunities. I think both of those guys are some guys that I would target and put on my teams. I mean, it's it's all about the opportunities. So, yeah, great stuff, guys. Uh, Love it. I I agree with Kyle's assessment. on both those guys and think that they have higher ceilings than, you know, Osa. McNeil's the bigger name, but well, Lynn McNeil coming out of NC state. I mean, you got the size and the, you know, pass rush, pass rush skill, you know, it's, it's kind of uh freaky what he can do. Yeah. But, that's a good point. Um, I, I, I really like those, those picks that you took and, like I said, my D tackle record ain't the greatest, and I just uh, wanted to touch on Odigazua just so everybody knew I knew how to uh, enunciate his name now, as opposed to earlier in the season. But uh, no, uh, I, I I think that on uh, on on has a you know a nice future, and I think uh, Lynn McNeil does too. And I like the Milton Williams. And you know who else likes Milton Williams? And that's another reason why, you know, I put some more stock in him is our, is our buddy Dicey Tripp. Pretty sure he's the guy that might may have taken him in our league. Yeah, yeah I think he did. So that just, yep. you know, kind of gives it another uh, check mark for me. You know, yep. when you get to a certain point with certain owners uh, and you respect their game, Right, we like to make fun yep. of each other a lot and and all yep. that. But, you <laughs> but know, that's uh, part of it, right? I mean, yep. I yeah, we well, can make fun of that... each other, but at the end of the day, we respect each other, and and that's. You I know, mean, he got Milton Williams at uh, number sixty-eight overall, five point one one. Great, and you know, with the numbers that he put up, like uh, our good friend Kyle said, like that's kind of late. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. I, I was late to the party on Milton Williams um, for sure. Uh, initially, I didn't get I didn't give his tape a long enough look, and and then until I saw it, he was starting to spike, I was like, "Holy smokes, he's uh, he's definitely an interesting prospect with versatility wise, size and, and athleticism and opportunity." You know. Yep. Yeah, and uh, like just for comparison's sake. He's similar. What did you say his height and weight was? They had him at 6'3", 284. Right. So he can still put on some more Yeah, some more more pounds, yeah. 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 Because 
what who I was going to compare him to was Digazua and uh, yeah, I get he's six one five eight two eighty two, but that forty uh, that forty yard dash is not even close. You know what I mean? Like uh, we're talking about just I I don't even I don't think he ran his forty because he had a bad hammy, but like. I don't know if you have any splits on. Um... No, I didn't have split numbers. I just had, <clears throat> I just had a straight forty time from what I found. Yeah, we well, we could look it up right now. Uh, yep. very easily on on Milton, but I would assume that they would be much better, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll do that while you guys wax poetic. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, it's no, all you're good. Fine. You're fine. I th- I thought uh, I thought Daryl might go touch on his boy Christian Barmar, who he was. But well, I mean, I mean, like like dude oh, said, that's the way odd, to go out on know? a limb. Way to go out on a fucking limb. <laughs> Take the number one I mean, knee tackle. Right. And this this dude's only going to be. I think he's going to be. Holy shit, Milton Williams. Yeah. Holy fuck. Ten <laughs> yard split, one point six five seconds, ninety-three percentile. Twenty Ooh. yard split, two point six five seconds, ninety-fourth percentile. Forty Ooh. yard dash, four point six seven, ninety-ninth percentile. Vertical jump, thirty-eight and a half, ninety-ninth percentile. Broad jump, 121, 99th percentile. Three cone drill. Like I know I'm rehashing some things that Kyle. No, already go back. Said. What was his 40 town? Four six seven. Jeez. I mean, like, <laughs> damn, and thirty four yeah, reps know, on the bench. Twenty yard shuttle, four point three three. But he's got short arms, thirty one oh. and a half. That's a six percentile. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the kicker. That's probably what dropped him a little bit. But still, man, four point six seven. For a big guy. And his hands, are, hands are a little small too, but I mean, I think we kind of get lost in that stuff sometimes. And that's what I was about to say. I Don't agree you with think that. a lot of times with these numbers, times, reps, and we kind of pro get... day versus combine, yeah. that's right. not officially official in my mind. Right. No, it's pro day. Yep. It's... I, I think we get too caught up in these numbers sometimes. And I, I and there's value in it. Don't get me wrong. I understand it. There's value there, but yeah, biggest, fastest, strongest. I get it. That's right. Underwear Olympics. Yep. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take, let me watch the film. I'll take that film guy that impresses me any day of the week over somebody that's bigger, faster, stronger. Well, that's where we're opposite. And that's why I consistently be. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> disagree on that. I'm just joking. But like Carlos Basham, you know what I mean? Is one of your guys. Boogie. His name's Boogie. Get it right. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. I probably taught you that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> we should let Kyle get to bed. I know you're crushing your 78 ounce uh, Budweiser. Kyle, Kyle, who? Kyle's here? I didn't yeah. Know. Oh, Kyle, the guy that lends, 
The, the guy that fucking brings credibility to your show. <laughs> hey, you know? pal. I didn't even you know, know you here, buddy. Hey, oh, my God. Kate Bell. At Kate <laughs> Bell. Fuh. 54. No, it's, Where's it's the F coming? Oh, yeah. Belfoy. <laughs> Don't you dare Get mispronounce right. that again. He's a French-Canadian ball sack of Canada That's wannabe. Right. Belfoy. I'm, I'm going to get him a sash that says ball sack of Canada. You should. And we're going to get you Aaron Rodgers. I've sent Kyle a present before. I have. Home and Don't away. even hate on me. I've sent Kyle a present before. He did. He did, absolutely. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You sent him to prison. A present. No, a present. Oh. Well, I would send him to prison if I could, but you know. Date rape? (laughs) No, I sent something I found down here in the uh, Hicktown Hillbilly, uh, Tennessee. I found a uh, Green Bay. Yeah, Possum Trot Road. I found him a Green Bay Packer book and I sent it to him. Oh, that's yep. very nice. No wonder yep. he still comes on this show with you after you fire him and talk shit. Know. You know. Now let him go to sleep. Ah, sleep when you're dead. Fuck that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks, dudes, for coming on. God bless you. Kyle, I don't know if I fired you three times, five times. It don't matter. Who cares? Right at this I point. didn't even know you was here. I mean, yeah, uh, doesn't surprise knows? me. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. You know, but anyway, well, thank MFL for supporting our listener leagues. Trophy Smack for some of their donations. Action twenty four seven, dudes. Thank you so and, and much for me, coming on, bro. And let me guess, you're gonna get our championship belt tomorrow. I'm working on it. <laughs> this is an ongoing saga. Seriously, I'm working on it. Presented to you by IDP Nation. Damn it, Kyle, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Fuck him. Thanks we'll for listening, be back everyone. Next week. Thanks for listening. Me and dude will be back next week. I don't know about Kyle. <laughs> Peace. Later.